welcome to today's episode of Buildings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, so yeah, I apologize. I have been off air for a couple of days. I'm still trying to get back into the scheme of things, but anyways, that's fine. If this is the first time of joining me, this is my podcast. Um, it started off as a daily Christian podcast. Um, sometimes it's sort of like slipped to two or three times a week. I'm sure you can see that, but I do commit to. So let's just say I'm flexible about how often I record, but I will get in um, more than two or th- more than three episodes a week, and hopefully move more three to five episodes a week. I think is more like a comfortable place to be um, at this time. So, but every time you come in, you can see a whole stash of things um, that I'm talking about, and you can scroll through and you know just check out what you know you you, you feel led to. So if you're here, first time, I welcome on board. Um, this is. Um, a weekly um a daily slash weekly um, or bi-weekly or tri-weekly christian podcast where we talk about faith life and love i share my experiences with um in the context of my work with god and what i'm learning through um, my experiences you know you know the bible talks about the fact that um jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered and i always wondered about that scripture but i now realize that god teaches us through experiences in fact if you read the story of the entire bible when you think of someone like was it jacob who had to serve 14 years to get the the wife of his love his first love you know you wonder why god allowed people that he had called to go through such really painful experiences and um, you know like abraham being childless for so many years despite having a promise of having a child having turmoil in his home with sarah over that issue you know joseph who had had a dream about his brothers bowing down to him then being put in a well sold into slavery imprisoned you know all those sort of really really contrary things let's not talk about people like job which is like the really extreme of those kind of things or daniel the children of israel being sold into captivity you know people who for all intents and purposes these guys didn't do anything they were faithful to god i mean from what we see about shadrach meshach and abednego these were people who loved God and they did everything right from the start. Still, they ended up in the burning fiery furnace. And this is something that I'm finding very hard to wrap my head around. And I think a lot of us do as well because the brand of Christianity that we've been marketed, that we've been sold, that we've been taught is one where everything that happens that is adverse cannot be of God and seems to be an indication that maybe God is not with you or your fellowship with God has run dry or the enemy has you know taken over your life somehow whereas everything that we read about god and how he deals with human beings from the beginning of time till the end shows that good bad things happen to people who are good in fact especially to people who are good and that even in those turmoils and trials god does not you know god still finds a way to glorify himself and that he doesn't necessarily shy away from allowing us to go through hard times and difficult times and perilous times on the earth rather he he is more invested in preparing us for those moments and using those moments as a teachable moment for us and also an example and a way in which to show forth his praise and his glory it is very weird from our perspective i, I mean take it from me i've really gone through <laughs> an express that i'm like really god was this the only way couldn't we have taken it a better route and he's helping me talking to me and helping me to understand that i shouldn't be so focused on what i have gone through but rather think about where i am at the end of it all and if i want to at all rejoice or think about it i should be thinking rather of the grace and of god in 
in bringing me out rather than focusing on why did it even happen in the first place and i'm that kind of person who always wants to do that you know like post-mortem like ha, how could this have happened you know but god is not really into post-mortems he's really about where are we now and you know what's happening today i mean jesus talked about that when he said you know we should not spend any time thinking about tomorrow but that today is sufficient for the evil thereof so his ways are not our ways which i think is what isaiah 50 chapter 55 verse 9 says the way god thinks i'm telling you is very different just like even in the world people from a certain part of the world like even in america african-americans broadly speaking you know people from a certain culture think differently from people from another culture people from you know asia think differently people from the middle east think differently than people from you know a certain other parts of the world people from africa definitely we think differently (laughs) from i mean we have different mindset beliefs you know and i'm speaking broadly of course if you are african and you're raised in western culture you will tend to think more like western culture but if you're african and you're raised in african culture you will think quite differently you there will be some um alignment in terms of belief depending on the kind of home you grew up in contemporary african home or whatever but there's some fundamental beliefs that will differ to a very large extent from people raised in a different kind of culture and again there are stratas of cultures across even one mega culture so you know it's this is not stereotypical but generally speaking so imagine a god who is so high up in heaven that there is no spaceship that can get to where he is and he looks at the universe as a really like a dot on his fingernail how will such a person think really even people in nasa who, who story study the stars most of them when they're speaking their scientific stuff the rest of us really cannot understand a word of what they're saying so imagine what god's perspective is like someone who sees the end from the beginning who knows everything all the secrets of the universe they're hidden in his mega brain you know and he understands what's going to happen in the future he has all these permutations he looks at everybody's life everything is open to him how does such a human being think or rather how does such a being think it's not human how does such a being think it's it's just different so anyways today we're going to be talking about something that the lord dropped in my heart last um, week when he saw that i was getting overtly you know (laughs) worried about or rather let me say mentally focused on how did i get here why did this happen to me and all that and it's a scripture that i've always known before but this morning while just preparing for this now i he he showed me the reminded me of the old testament version of it so the title of today's musing is forgetting those things which are behind or maybe forgetting the past is what i would say i um i would have seen that in the description while you clicked upon this link but yeah and i will yeah so let me just um let's take a break and then i'll come back and dive into and just have a conversation around this whole concept of forgetting the past and what the lord has been sharing with me and how i find this musings therapeutic because i find that, that whenever god drops those words in my heart until i do these musings you know and i speak it aloud before i actually begin to feel the power of it in my life so even though the lord had told me that i need to really move on from what has happened to me in the past two three weeks and focus on what is ahead of me i hadn't started feeling the power of those words yet so i think i needed to do this because this um, podcast actually is like a process of meditation for me the bible says that we should meditate upon these things upon the word of god give ourselves wholly to it so that our profiting our benefiting our outcomes might be obvious and apparent to all and 
meditation is about speaking these words aloud so even the process of reading the scriptures aloud is therapeutic for me it, it, it heals my soul it rebirths my spirit and it brings forth the power of god in my life in that area that god would want me to do or that which that word is sent to do so let's take a short break and come back shortly read the first one which is philippians chapter 3 and this is paul talking to the church at philippi and he starts up the entire chapter this is the apostle paul one of the great apostles of the lord who actually didn't meet the lord jesus christ in person while he was on earth but he had a divine encounter with him on the road to damascus where god jesus introduced himself to him gave him a three-day encounter with him and sent some disciples to him where he heard about the gospel and he realized that the Christ that he had been persecuting was actually the chosen Messiah of the Lord. And him being a Jewish scholar and understanding the role and the significance of the Messiah as the only true Savior that God has determined to reconcile man to himself, understood the significance of what the Messiah was and then committed himself to spreading that gospel around. God also gifted him with a great, um, a lot of revelation about um, the New Testament and what blood of jesus christ has won for us in spiritual terms in terms of dominion over the powers of darkness and he spent a lot of time explaining to the early churches early church how to walk in that dominion and how to understand the significance of the christian experience and of salvation and and why this is i think so important to all of us is because there is a huge teaching gap in the church of jesus christ today we're not being taught well we have a lot of people prophesying we have a lot of wonderful pastors counselors church administrators you know all of that sort of thing is really working well but the teaching ministry is really not as sound as it should be we're not being taught we're not we're not benefiting from the scholarly evidence that is available through the work that has been done by a lot of really really thorough and sound well-researched challenged and spiritually tested Bible scholars. A lot of that is not being taught. Rather, what's being taught is doctrines of men, beliefs of men, you know, or and a lot of what people want to hear, you know, very surface, superficial, you know, reducing the, the Bible to to fairy tales. The same way I'll read Hansel and Greater, you know, or you know, or read Romeo and Judah. This is it's not being taught as profound theological doctrine that is supposed to guide the way in which we think, the way in which we feel, and is supposed to empower us to be soldiers of Christ. I think actually that's my general observation. I think we're not raising disciples, we're not raising soldiers. So, you know, because when you are raising a soldier, you know, it's different. It's different. Also, when you're raising a disciple of Christ, and I don't mean disciple of your church, which is two different things, it's also different. So we're not raising disciples of Christ. We're rather raising disciples of our congregations. We're not raising soldiers of Christ. We're raising something else. Beneficiaries of Christ. That's what we're raising, really. Beneficiaries. We're not raising soldiers, neither are we raising followers. Because the path that Christ walked on is very clear. Self-denial, cross-bearing, ministry, gospel, kingdom-minded. It's very clear. But nobody wants to walk on that path because it's a difficult path. So we've chosen a different path which is not Christ focused in that sense but has an element of Christ in it 
and it's not i i, I don't really think that is uh, yeah like we say in nigeria if it's not panadol it's not panadol <laughs> that was the say you know so it, 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 it it's not the same thing say parliament shows it's not the same thing at all and i think we need to be clear about that as christians knowing that any any form of worship or decide or or how would i say any lifestyle that does not tally with what christ modeled i mean really why did christ have to come why did god have to send his son to come onto the earth and go and you know submit himself to a virgin birth and be born and suckled by a mother you know why, why did he have to do all that i really asked myself it's because he needed to show us he needed to give us an example a divine example a trinity example of what it means so when we say all these things like what would jesus do yes really honestly what would jesus do because he has to be the standard and then beyond Christ, Christ then also gave us the standout. He taught his, his disciples because he knew he was literally going to be on earth for just 33 years and three years of active ministry. So he taught his 12 disciples and then they were told to go and teach others. And that's the way it's supposed to be, each one rich one. But we're all supposed to circle back to the standard of Jesus and the standard of the early church. And that's why we have the entire New Testament to give us that and we have the old testament as a foundation to also you know sort of like usher us in to the wisdom of the new testament so anyways but yeah so i will read philippians chapter 3 this is paul talking to the church again on that whole this is part of the discipleship um instruction and journey that he was giving so starting from um, 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 um verse i think i will start it from the whole chapter is actually quite instructive and he builds into it from the beginning um, but I won't start from the beginning because that would be quite a lot to read it all so I will start from where he says okay from verse 8 so yeah doubtless and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and I do count them but dung but that I may win Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness aha which is of the law but that which is through the faith of Christ the righteousness which is of God by faith and, and I think this is really instructive to the conversation we just had right now in the build up because he's talking here that it's possible for him to be following to be you know to be a believer and to be walking in his own righteousness because we all have our own view of what righteousness should be either what we've learned what we believe or what we've been taught but he says i want to make sure that the righteousness that i have is not through is not my own righteousness my own view he said which is of the law in other words what we have been legalistically taught and what we've you know what we've seen around us he says but that which is through the faith of christ the righteousness which is of God by faith. So there, there, there are two different types of righteousness that we can have. Our own righteousness or the righteousness of God is very simple. And again, this is you know where I I really marvel at how we have derailed because because I've been part of the church for three decades. I can see the difference between how it was in the first ten years, how it was in the next ten years, and how it's now in this last ten years. And I think we are as far away from the jesus model as we could possibly be without actually falling into apostasy and i know this sounds very extreme but that's what i'm saying i'm not saying we're in apostasy no we're not but we're as far away as we could be without actually falling so we're just you know we're, we're walking the line 
So, I mean, we still believe in Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit and all of that. But the life, the righteousness of God, the discipleship, the, the heart of Jesus Christ, the, the passion for souls, the, the, the self-denial, the, 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 you know, the sacrifice, the power that goes with being the righteousness of God in Christ. We are very far from it, which is why we are all chasing after miracles. We are looking for signs and wonders. Christians who are supposed to be signs and wonders are the ones looking for signs and wonders. We are the ones looking for power, chasing after miracles, when we are supposed to be the ones. I mean, Mark 16, 16 tells us what the sign that will follow every believer. Why doesn't that sign follow us? Why doesn't it follow us? It was following the early church. In our first 10 years of Christianity, it was following us. I remember being on crusade grounds where the sea could be brought into. And the believers, because some could not get to the pulpit, the believers around would pray for the sick on the crusade ground and they would be raised. I know people who opened the ears of the deaf in house fellowship prayers. In the first 10 years when Christianity, Pentecostal, charismatic Christianity came into Nigeria, that doesn't happen anymore. Hardly happens anymore. In those days, there was hardly any sick amongst us. Hardly. Hardly. Hmm. Anyways, let me just leave it there. But then in those days, too, all we cared about was Christ. All we cared about was his gospel. All we cared about was his kingdom. There was no care for self. There was no care. In fact, oh wow, we were radicals for Christ. So a lot has changed, you know. Anyways, but let, let me not, not just go there. So, yeah, so um, verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. So so Paul is really painting some really big imagery here about, you know, all the things that he would like to know, his, his North Star in terms of where he wants his journey with Christ to go, that he wants to know the power, of, he wants to know Christ, first of all, and he also wants to know the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings. Whenever I read that, I'm like, man, Paul was just on another level. In other words, he wants to suffer like Christ suffered. He wants to have communion with Christ in understanding and walking the path of suffering and self-denial that he did. And he says, being made conformable unto his death. He says, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. He says, not as though I had already attained, neither were already perfect. But I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. He says, brethren, now this is verse 13, where we're now going to really delve into where I want us to go. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. So he's saying this so that people know that, okay, in fact, in, even though you see all, you know, all these miracles happening in my life, it doesn't mean that I have attained. And I do not count myself to have attained, you know, like the mark or have gotten to that place of, you know, perfection. But this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind and reach forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So the Lord was saying to me some days ago that I needed to forget those things which are behind. And you see, when God talks about forgetting those things which are behind, it means both the good and the bad. Because if we are so stuck on the things that are that are good, that have happened behind us, we will not be able to reach forth unto those which are ahead. Because yesterday has gone. And what you had yesterday... It's, I mean, today is a new day. There's, 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 
different challenges, different contexts, different opportunities ahead. And this guidance that Paul is giving here is actually good, not just in spiritual terms, but also in earthly, physical, secular, natural terms as well. Because you'll find that, for instance, you see this happening with sportsmen a lot. When they start winning and you start letting it get to your head, you're likely to start losing because you, 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 you know, you've retained in your knowledge, oh, I'm, I'm a champion, I'm this and I've won. No, because no, Wimbledon 2021 is different from Wimbledon 2020. You know what I'm saying? It's different that you won it last year has no bearing on your ability to win it this year. This year, you may go out in the first round. So it's better you forget all those victories when you are preparing for the new tournament. In the same way, forget all the failures. Because the fact that you crashed out in the first round in Wimbledon 2020 does not mean that you will not take the cup home in 2021. So Paul is actually giving us here a success value for for achievement so he says i press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of god so the prize that paul is looking after is not wimbledon it's not guinness book of records it's not um, some forbes award or that sort of thing it's the mark for the prize of the high calling of god in christ jesus now again you know in this is where again i look at the difference between where we're at as the modern church and where the early church was the prize for them was not an earthly prize. It wasn't about making the Forbes 100 list. It wasn't about being the best student in your class, which does not mean all of those things are good. But then at the end of the day, like the Bible says, bodily exercise profited little, but spiritual exercise is profitable unto all things. At the end of the day, that prize, if, there's always a time span. If you're on Forbes 400 list, it's for that year. So maybe it has one year lifespan, most even if you're an Olympic champion, life all time, whatever, they give you a Hall of Fame award for all eternity, lifetime award. It's for your lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Once you six, once that person is six feet under, it doesn't matter. At least not to you anymore. It may matter to the people left on earth, but it doesn't have any bearing for the life after. So a disciple of Christ should be pressing toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That should be the primary thing. And the only way we can do this is by forgetting everything that is behind us. And this is what the Lord was telling me. It doesn't matter anymore why I felt sick, how I felt sick, or whatever. What matters is my here and now. I am healed now. I am whole. I am healthy. What's ahead of me? I cannot afford myself to get stuck in the trauma or allow the devil to put on me a trauma that has no place in my life. In the same way, I should not allow him to put on me a success of the past to tie me down. So while I was reading this, and I thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking at this point, because that was you. I just thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here. So while I was preparing for this, and then I stumbled on this scripture, I did a Google search, and stumbled on Isaiah 43. Um, no, not Jesus, where the Lord, speaking through Isaiah, 
was preparing the children of Israel, was, was trying to prepare them for life after captivity. And I'll start from verse 14. It says, Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, For your sake I have sent to Babylon, and have brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which makes a way in the sea, and a path in the mighty waters, which brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together, they shall not rise, they are extinct, they are quenched as stone. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now what God was trying to tell them, these were people coming out of captivity, massive trauma of hundreds of years. He was telling them they should not forget, they should not remember that traumatic past all the things they've lost the suffering the pain the sorrow he said they should forget it they should remove it out of their memory that they shouldn't consider the things of old in fact this is really speaking to me now because yes while it is sometimes difficult not to remember the worst is when you start considering those things of old particularly when they are traumatic experiences that is how the devil holds people down it's like people when they go to war post-traumatic stress that some people's lives are changed forever negatively they can they never even survive it emotionally simply because the devil succeeds in making them continue to have flashbacks and consider the things of old they are stuck in that time warp of those evil things that happened to them in the past of course such a person cannot press forward such a person will never return to anything beyond that in fact will be held down in chains of darkness and bondage held down and kept in a world that is created by the enemy to destroy that person's ability to reach forth for that which is ahead. So when the Lord tells us not to remember the former things, it's not that he doesn't realize that they were traumatic and that they were painful and that one does, you know, it was horrible to go through those things. But what he's saying is do not give the devil any place to tie you down to a destiny of darkness that really has no place in your life and if the Lord is speaking to me now and if any of you listening you are in that place in your life whatever you and I can do to make sure that we walk in this like Jesus I mean for the Lord to be saying this even to the children of Israel he says remember you not whatever we can do to make sure we do not remember those former things and we do not consider do not allow our minds to be taken up by those experiences then the lord will be able to do a new thing in our lives it will spring forth he will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to his glory in jesus name Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in Jesus' name. Amen.